Hello there, this is Megan. And this is Phil. And this is Dad's Got a New Girlfriend. I don't know why I just sounded so squeaky and enthusiastic, but it's here I am. It's the wine. Well, I've had like half a glass, so I doubt it. I, I think, think it's I've because had... I was, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm being fake. I think, well, this fake... is my fake voice. Yeah. No, it's not. It's your stage voice. I just, yeah. Like two minutes ago, I felt like I was going to fall asleep. So I'm just faking it till I make it. And now I feel more awake already. Yeah. It's only been 37 seconds. It's a stage you're going through. Yeah. Boom, boom. Boom, So anyways, welcome back. We're almost in our second digits of episodes. Ooh, and, you know, we, we talk, we've talked about a lot of random things on this podcast, but the title of the podcast is Dad's Got a New Girlfriend, so I think it's time we talk more about some of those new girlfriends. You've heard about Space Travel Woman, um, which yes. is the best story of all time, and yes. I hope she's doing well. Yeah. Um, but maybe we should hear about some other dates she's actually, and what it's like to she, date at your age. Well, she's actually living As an on... old man, what is it like to date? Oh, I was going to say my... She's living on Centauro 27 in the farthest reaches of the galaxies because her space travel has actually got her there. Oh, interesting. Is yeah. that a real place or did you just make I it just up? I just made it up. Could be Bullshit. real. yeah. Um, sorry, how, what's it like to date at age... <laughs> um, it's interesting. Was, sorry, was that a, a billion? No, I was trying to hide my age. You avid listeners can probably work out my age though. And I feel like, I mean, not to get too deep here but i feel like there is an interesting dynamic of having divorced parents at this age yep because i think that it's sometimes hard to understand the different experiences i know my parents both are like why are you still single at 27 and like are you okay like because i'm not married yet sorry i didn't get married when i was like 21 (laughs) mom and dad but it's i think that it's a unique experience that i've learned a lot from watching parents get divorced and date. Yeah. No, and it's, it is uh, created some interesting dynamics, I feel like, for my dating yeah. life. Not in a bad way. It just it, it made, has made me aware of what I want right now. Yeah. And I do want to be in a relationship, a loving relationship. And I do we want know. to. We sh- know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I have gone through many, many interviews, as I call them. Which is a first date for those who are just turning in now. Disregard the earlier conversation in episode one or two. Yeah. I go out to meet people and see whether anything clicks. And I've had many fine dates, but I've also had some very, very strange dates, as no doubt you have heard. I'm going to interrupt right now because this is like the perfect segue, I feel. Because you're talking about interviews. Yeah. But you just mentioned a story to me where you literally were interviewed by a woman. Yeah. So would you consider that an interview or a date? Um, it was a so second or tell, third day. You tell the story. Well, the, um, I'd been out with this woman, very nice lady. I liked her a lot. And on the third date, she said, I'd like you to come to dinner to meet my board directors, I guess you could call them. Wait, 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 wait. So on the third date... This was the third date after an invitation on the second date. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, you got to let me finish. So what was the first time you met? Oh, we met and we went for dinner and... So what was it? What was the first date? Was it an interview? Um, I call them interviews and I'm only tongue in cheek. Okay, so then she actually 
interviewed you on the third date. So which one was it? You well, can't no, have two I, interviews. I'm, I'm joking because um, she said, oh, I see jokingly, I'd like you to come to a dinner party I'm hosting. And yes, it's kind of like an interview to see whether you would be compatible and fit in with this high-powered group of people who are coming to the dinner party. So I said, oh, no pressure. She went, well, yeah, I want to make sure that you fit in and can handle it. And that it she actually She sounds went, like a badass. Yeah, she was a badass, is a badass. And um, <laughs> it actually went very well, but we didn't really uh, take it much further than that. Um, we're still actually good friends, believe it or not. So that's part of the... Okay, the, so... You still have to answer. So there were two interviews. Yeah. I, I, what was the I, date re- in between? Well, remember, the joke is I call them interviews, even though I really do know and understand that it's not really an interview. Wait. It's kind of a date. So, no, I don't remember because the last time you argued so hard that it was an interview. So this is, you've heard it here <laughs> first. Phil Gator oh, just admitted God, going down a that first hole, dates exist and they're not interviews. So the yeah. third date is the interview. Well, th- th- here's how I look at it. So how about you just explain the date? Well, well, let me explain it in a broader sense. When you go to meet somebody, usually from an online situation, you are going to see whether there's any chemistry at all to even begin to, to understand the notion of Duh. dating. So, well, let me finish. Let me finish. Historically, when you used to go out on dates, it's because you kind of knew the person. Online dating forces you to meet people that you have no idea who they are or what they do beyond a couple of texts or a couple of lines or maybe a phone call conversation. So to my mind, I laughingly, jokingly call them interviews because it's where you show up and you say, do I like this person? Is the chemistry... Well, um, yeah. so it's beyond that. So that's why I call them. I, kn- I know. And I get that. I mean, you're right in a sense, but it's still not an interview. It's a date and it's annoying when you're like, I'll just go back from an interview because <laughs> I'm like, are you getting a new job? You're like, no, a well, date. I say that because I know it. it okay. But it, you have to understand that hopefully half of our listeners are millennials because we are having, we have a large target audience here, but to the millennials out there, like that is just dating to us there is no we all we know is the tinder not true but tinder is a very normal part of the millennial age milieu 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 um i don't know why we're saying i don't know either um so yeah interviews are dates and dates are interviews well let me tell you a couple of these interview dates that well, I had. you still have to tell us about the interview dinner was it oh the end of interview dinner was fine i went along and um did they have did you bring your resume i i brought my resume 401k plan and x-rays of my teeth why that was a joke <laughs> and um, no it went very well and actually the the people who said who who were at the dinner party said oh my god you are such a cute couple how long have you been dating and we sort of said last week and they were blown away by it. So we actually got on very well. So, And that's one of the things that you realize when you go on these dates is that you meet a lot of very, very nice people who are what I call incredible friend material. Well, I think that's... You know, I think that's just like I'm going to make a bold statement here. But make I it. feel like as a man, of course you meet incredible friends. But mm. I date a lot of douchebags. Well, it's because you're not doing the interviews correctly. No, it's because 
all women are incredible and all men uh, are not. Well, that that <laughs> is a subject for a whole. No- there, most men podcast. are, but there are a lot of douchebag millennial men that. in Chicago. Let me I, tell you, I ya. do get that. I do get that. So and it must be hard for you to be out there experiencing that. When people are Trump supporters, yeah. just kidding. Are like, Trump supporters? I don't. We can. Did cut I ever that tell out. you about? Can I tell you about? Oh, the Trump? that was it. <laughs> a it. segue. Wow, you're I good just at feel seg- like we shouldn't talk about Trump. No. All of a well, sudden, we're well, going to okay. be. Well, all of a sudden, we're going to be like the number three political podcast on. Well, you be the judge of this story, okay? Yeah. I don't think I've told you this story. And a reminder: fuck Trump. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> well, I kind of met this woman online. I think it was Match. dot com. And we did the dance of the stupids, as I call it, where you go. What's the dance of the stupids? The dance of the stupids is, you know, do they look good looking? You know, good looking. Because, I mean, looks are part of the deal. No, they're not. Well, they are. Also, what do you mean? Like, what's the dance of the stupids? I call it the dance of the stupids. What do you do? Like, you dance? No. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you are stupid. I'm stupid. Let's dance. No, 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 no. But what is it? Like, that is. Well, it's like, you know, you connect online and you write a few So you mean like when you're looking you're, for the person You're looking person? for the person and you say, yes, shall we meet? And you go and meet. So I met this woman and we went on an interview slash date and it was fine. And we got on very well. So we said, shall we do this again? Sure. So we went on a second date and I think I went out to her neighborhood and sure enough, we met again and it was fine. No problem. Yeah, I thought, yeah, this woman's okay. Where was she like from? Her. Grays Lake. Oh, oh, <laughs> Grays Lake. Yeah. Just oh, very Lake Forest of you, by the way. I, say, it was a joke. I know. See. I have a friend from Grays Lake. Yeah. Shout out to Arthur. <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, third day, some good friends of mine, Dave and Jean. Shout out to Dave and Jean. <laughs> they said, "Hey, we have tickets for Ravinia. Ravinia is the music venue here in Chicago that we talked about. It. It's yeah. where the has-beens go. The has-beens or the soon-to-be-nots." Go and they have concerts and outside and it's like picnics and wine and you sit in the, the bleachers basically. No, you sit on the grass. Oh, you sit on the grass. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, pay fifty four dollars for sitting on the grass with your own food. Not true. Not true. That's my <laughs> Phil Gator quote. But it's like you can actually get a ticket for like twenty five bucks. Yeah. If it's like a bad concert. Exactly. But so I say sure, and they said, oh, we have a spare ticket. Do you want to bring anybody? And we thought, well. Sure, I'll invite this woman. I can't even remember her name. That's how bad it was. So anyway, I call her up and I said, hey, do you want to go to Ravinia? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, well, let's do this. You drive to me, Lake Bluff, because Gray's Lake is... It's like on the way. Further out. It's kind of about 15 miles away, further further away than Ravinia. So it made sense for her to come up, pick me up. I'd pick up my friends and we'd go to Ravinia. And she went, oh, no. My boyfriends, uh, exclamation marks, they have to pick me up. And I said, yeah, but you're fur- you're out. You're further away than... I hate this shit. Wait, she wanted you to go out to yeah. Gray's Lake. So this is like 30 minutes the other, other way, direction. And I said, but you're co- you can come to me, pick me up, pick our friends up and we go to Ravinia. And she said, no, you've got to pick me up in Gray's Lake. So, you know, being a decent guy... A little bit mid. You did it? I went out, picked her up. That's not Came back to Lake Bluff, picked up Dave and Jean, and then we went to Ravinia. Did you drive or take the train? No, we drove. We drove, you know, because I've got a a spa parking, I call it, in Ravinia, where I park right by the north entrance and we can walk in and it's like 10 minutes away. Well, now you have your own house in Ravinia. Yeah, I do. So that's like the spa. That's the spa place. So 
I get out of the car and I got bags and food and chairs. And I said, oh, can you help me? She said, oh, no, I don't. I don't pick up things. Who is this So lady? I'm going. She doesn't I, pick up things. I feel no, like that's no, you being Dave, Dave looked at me and going like, he gave me the what the fuck look. And I said, no, no problem. Wait. So, so anyway. Are we, you being dramatic? Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm being, this is, this actually happened. So we're going and we, I forget who the band was. It was um, Duran Duran. Oh, that's Duran. Fine. That was actually, actually good. And we sat around between bands. I forget who the first band was now. And we're talking. I'm sorry. Quick question. Yeah, go on. Was this pre-election or post-election? Was Trump our president? Pre-election. Okay. Pre-election. Important, I feel like. And I happened to mention, I said, oh my God, can you believe this whole Trump thing? What a dick kind of thing. And she oh, went, no. oh, I actually really like him. And I went, What? 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 And you got to remember, I'm thinking, I just brought this woman, I picked this woman up in Grey's Lake, came all the way back to Lake Bluff, and then brought her here, and she's acted like, you know, I'm sorry, just sort of obnoxious, as far as I'm Do concerned. Do Dave and Jean not and Dave like and Trump? Jean are like being, no, Dave and Jean don't like Trump. So anyway, we had this conversation, and by, the, by then I think, okay, I want this evening to end, i got to drive her back to friggin' Grey's Lake. So sure enough, concert ends, get back in the car, and I drop Dave and Jean off, and we drive all the way out to Grey's Lake. I get out of the car, walk her to the door, and she says, oh, do you want to come in? I went, nah, I'm okay. I'm just going to head out. I shake her hand, and I leave. And it really bugged me. You know, I woke up in the morning, it was really bugged, so I thought, you know what? Nah. So I called I called her up, no answer, and I leave what at 10 minutes. What bugged you? The whole, the whole scenario, picking okay. up in Grey's Lake, Trump supporter, I thought, no, this woman is, is not... Well, you can't call her and yell at her for being a Trump I didn't supporter. yell her, I didn't call okay, her and yell but... I didn't call her and yell, yell Okay, her. no, okay, sorry, that I was not... dramatic. No, 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 I called, called up, no answer. So then I thought, I'll call back, and I said, hey, just want to let you know, nice to meet you, but I don't think it's quite right for me, wish you all the best, blah, 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 put the phone down. Two minutes later, she calls up and she says... Hi, it's me. Got your message. I just wanted to let you know that me and my friends, we all think that you have a warped view on life. I'm going, what? Had you met any of her friends? No. Okay. So I said, well, all I can say is, I think you have a warped view on life. Anybody that can be even considering Trump has got a warped view on life. And by the way, it did not take me a group of friends to come up with that conclusion i came up with it all on my own goodbye see ya <laughs> boom wow that Dad, was it you're so but that's sticky. the kind of people you meet in these interview situations i know you meet terrible people yeah you guys have heard my bumble dating story with trump supporters it's terrible yeah so part of that that's why i call them interviews because part of the interview is to work out i'm pouring some of your wine into my glass go for it we are drinking wine again Hmm? Part of the whole deal here is in the interview, you get to really find out a little bit more from people and see whether they are the, the right kind of people for you. Yeah. And you don't know until you meet people. because no, people, Well, people don't present themselves. But it's still a date whether you yeah, like them it or is. not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a date. <laughs> but I understand. It's yeah. an interview. I jokingly call them interviews. I know. We've they, talked about we've it. We've talked about this. I know. Okay. More than... Tell me another. Well, Tell I, me did about... meet, I did meet a woman who said... We talked, and she said, yeah, I'm uh, actually appearing in 
a one-woman show in Woodstock, Illinois. Oh, I did hear that. A, a one-woman show? What kind of show? She said, oh, it's a show I do every year. I've, I've been going back to Woodstock Opera House to do a one-woman show. And I went, wow. What is it? She said, I am performing Dracula. <laughs> Okay. okay. In what sense? Like, is there a Dracula play? There's a, well, Bram Stoker was the original writer right. of Dracula. So was she like reading? She said women? that she, not reading, she's perfor- telling the story of it in a one woman show. And I went, so you're going to be doing all the parts or how, yeah, how's does that work? Yeah, she play said, Dracula? Oh, come, come along. So I said, sure. And she said, I'll, I'll leave you a ticket and we'll call. It reminds me of um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the Dracula musical. Oh, well, maybe. Die, die, <laughs> die. I can't. Oh, sorry. There you go. Well, yeah, it was a Great bit like movie. that. So I get there, and um, anybody that's been to the Woodstock, Illinois Opera House, it's a beautiful old theater. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to be like, it's crap. No, it's, it's, it was really good. <laughs> I've and never sure been. enough, here's this woman. Her pictures on all the posters, and it's like one night only. Can't remember. I can't remember. Or I feel it, like you don't. Maybe are you lying because you don't I'm remember anyone's name that you've been out. No, it's because I'm kind of on the spot here doing yeah, it. So, I, so her posters were everywhere, and I read the foot the footnotes in the program, and it said that she was in the United States Hall of Fame for storytelling. So she was a pro- oh yeah I've, professional yeah. storyteller. And I thought this auditorium is full and she proceeded to tell the story over 90 minutes without an intermission and she was incredible because she performed it and she did the voices and she was in like a victorian dress so you got to imagine that this the first time i've met my date is as she walked onto the stage to perform Dracula. So you didn't meet her? I didn't I hadn't met her. No, I hadn't met her. So why'd you let her go? She seems well, like the one who got away. <laughs> <laughs> Dracula storytelling? Dracula. That's incredible. So well the we arranged to meet in the bar afterwards and she comes down now she's like normally dressed. And uh, she had a she had a striking similarity to Emma Thompson. You know Emma Thompson, the British She's actress. She's the best. So I, I'm sat at the bar with my glass of wine waiting for her. And she walks in and she gets surrounded by groupies. And she just waves at me and mouths, sorry. And she comes over and she says, oh, I'm really sorry about this. I wish I could speak to you a bit more. Tell you what, I'm actually appearing in the Genesee Theatre in Waukegan. Which is actually not far from yeah, Lake Bluff. Yeah, not far from us. Tomorrow, she was doing a school program of storytelling. She said, I will come and meet you in Lake Bluff. I can, I owe you that. So she came over and we spent an hour and a half in a coffee shop in Lake Bluff and just talked up a storm. And we very much liked each other, but she lived in Aurora, Illinois, so it's miles and miles away. And I, re- I recognize, and this is one of the things that I've recognized, is sometimes you meet people and you really like them, but you just don't feel that this is the person that's going to float your boat on all aspects of your life. Yeah. So we both said at the end, oh, this is great, nice to meet you. And actually, she's still a Facebook friend and she'll post shows she's doing in Evanston and around I want to go see her. Yeah, I'll send, I'll send you details to the next one because she was a very fascinating, interesting lady, but not for me. So, it kind of reminds so. you saying like the distance and stuff. One time I tried to set you up with a woman I met at a concert 
Oh my god! Yeah, remember I that? that? Yeah. And you were like such a dick about it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You're like she lives too far. She's not very pretty. She's not very bright. I don't remember. No, saying I'm that. kidding. He didn't say any of no, that. But she was absolutely beautiful. She was so nice. I gave you her number and you called her and then you guys never met up and she was wonderful. Well, she actually a... also, she like set me up with one of her coworkers and it, that ended up being an interesting dating story. It wasn't a dating story. He like broke up with me before we went on a date. I'm like, oh, well, that's not good. Well, it's just, I was like, why are you breaking up with me? We haven't met. <laughs> like well, he surely you can't me... break up with somebody who exactly have... he yeah. sent me this long text like yeah. explaining everything i'm like why don't you just like we hadn't we had exchanged maybe five texts yeah he's probably with somebody else no he met someone else but he um... had to, he explained that to me over text i'm like i don't yeah. need to know this you can just not respond i know that yeah. sounds like a dumb thing to say but like why are you breaking up with me yeah I remember going on a date with a woman who I said, so what are you looking for in the date? And she was nice enough and you get, you meet a lot of nice enough people, I would say. And she said, well, I'm just looking to be taken care of for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I was like, well, wouldn't we all? Does she need so, you to like, it sounds said, like... Well, like what? She said, well, I don't have any skills. Oh, I don't have that... any... That's You're, what she said. No, she did not say she, I don't have any she said skills. That. She said I was just bullshit. Well, this is how she presented herself. I and don't have said, any skills, not one. I don't have a career, so I'm looking for a man to take care of me financially, emotionally, and I'm like, well, do you mind if I ask? Like, do you, did you know her story? Like, I didn't really. Had had she been to the first grade? I don't know. Like, when you say I don't have any oh, skills, God. I'm uh, thinking, like, she was an orphan and, like, lived on the streets. No, I think that she probably married young and never got a career and was probably a mom and a housewife. And, and that is absolutely fine. But That is absolutely a, fine. That, so that's that why it makes me sad I, that she says she has no skill. Well, she, she was not very confident in herself. And yeah. I just said, well... I don't think I'm I'm it because I I'm looking for. I can't fund you. I'm not looking to fund anybody. I'm not looking to women <laughs> like, who name are the careers of some of your past girlfriends. CEO, chief uh, financial officer, anesthesiologist, anesthesiologist. I, I, but that's not. The, <laughs> that, I don't go after careers. I go after people who tend to be. Caretakers. Educate. No. I'm kidding. Educated I'm kidding. and successful. Yeah, no. I'm educated are, and you've successful You've dated myself. a lot of wonderful women. Yeah, so I think that I... Podcast. So I also had a occasion to meet a woman and she actually lived in town. I went, oh, you live in town? Oh, how long have you lived here? Oh, about 10 years. And um, she was a writer at one of the big newspapers and who she, can you say the name we can bleep it out i think it was chicago tribune no like what was her name no i can't i can't remember her name oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't remember. I was like I, I tend to erase the name immediately well anyway i'm sat outside googler a, I, i'm sat outside a local <laughs> establishment and i hear a car pull up and i didn't look over my shoulder and the next thing is I hear clunk door closes and then I hear kick clunk kick clunk <laughs> Clunk, and I look over my shoulder and she says, Phil? And I go, whatever your name is, because I can't remember her name. 
And she said, hi, it's, yeah. I said, oh, okay, sit down. And then she sits down, she's got these crutches. And I said, oh, are you okay? She said, oh, I've had both knees replaced, both hips replaced, and I can't really walk too well. May I ask how old she was? Oh, she's probably around my age. Which was at the time... I don't know, late 50s, I, I don't know, like 58. That she must be like very athletic if she's had to no seriously i feel like you don't get no, that many she was replacements. very sad she said oh i you know my driver will pick me up again in an hour because i can't drive and I said oh i can't drive she said well it's because of the blackouts what so she said i'm on these heavy duty drugs to get me through and get her through I keep what bit the pain of all this stuff and i thought oh my god this poor woman well, this was pre-knee surgery for you, though, so you yeah. really probably didn't understand. No, but she she was... This old man over here has a fake knee and a fake hip. Yeah, but I'm an athlete, so I've got a different mindset to well, recovery. Well, she probably was an athlete, is what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't. I didn't, I didn't get the sense of it. Well, she didn't. I think we need to call her up and find out. Well, maybe we could do. We need to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure yeah. she was an athlete. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe she's the but, sports writer for the Tribune. I'm just thinking, oh, my God. And I said, well, well what, how do you get around? And she said, well, I get out once or twice a week. I said, once or twice a week? Well, what do you do? She said, oh, I just sit home and read and write. So I felt sorry for her. And she said, I love Christmas. She said, Christmas I tend to spend on my own. And I have a Christmas tree. And I make myself dinner. And I, I really like it. I said, well, what about your kids? She said, oh, they don't come to see me. And I thought, this sounds... And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm Sometimes sorry. I feel like you must be making this up. I'm not making this up. <laughs> I am not making this up. So like I, I knew really straight away, I, you know, I mean, that's, this is the other thing. You, you kind of know straight away where there's any chemistry. There. I feel like so, maybe at your age, but I feel like when you're younger, well, you, it's hard. I think the older you get, the more you cut to the chase and go, okay. I've been on dates where I just say, hey, nice to meet you. I'm not feeling it. And yeah. I've had people say the same to me. And I think that that's smarter because what you do is you cut out all the, the middle ground of wondering whether you should try it or do this and you just know you just yeah. know you get you just know so so yeah that was my date with a woman and her driver did arrive an hour on the dot and she click clacked away and got in the car and disappeared and i wished Into her, the night and i wished her all the best she even said to me i don't think you're you're interested in me and i went well you know i think i'm sort of in a different place at the moment and you know that was fine it's really sad yeah so we need to, like, make this happier. Yeah, we do. So. Iggity boogity! <laughs> Why does iggity biggity make it happier? I don't freaking know. I know. So, they're just some of the examples of the people I've met on the, the dating journey. And I would say that the further I've gone along, the more direct I've been. Because you just feel it. And I think it, it saves everybody time. And it saves heartache. And it saves misunderstanding if you just cut to the chase and say, hey really nice to meet you and i've met some fabulous people people who i'm still friendly with but you know it's like i got lots of friends but doesn't mean to say that just because i like him i date them keep in mind this is dating advice from phil gator <laughs> <laughs> so take it with a grain of salt yeah. because most people don't want to be friends with their interview partners well i'm just saying i'm not saying i'm, I'm regularly dating and going out with these people or seeing them. It's just you keep in contact. And it's interestingly enough, 
I've heard that from a lot of people. But again, like I think that's a lot of people your age. Yeah, I, I would say. Have that's you ever true. heard of ghosting? Ghost. Oh, ghosting where you go out with somebody and then you blank them and don't. Yeah, that's again. more of like a millennial thing. Yeah. And it's what, like, yeah, like well, I people think have ghosted well, me, I've ghosted people. I and think that shows a lack of maturity, I'm sorry. Well, it definitely does, but sometimes it also shows, like, I don't know, like, you, I should probably be more honest, but, like, I've had, like, last summer, I had a guy who texted me. We went on one date. We met on an airplane, actually, which was, like, a no, very cute way to meet, and yeah. it was exciting, and he was, like, really nice and asked for my number. We both lived in Chicago. We were flying somewhere else, and... We ended up meeting up and he was really nice, but like really intense. And I did yeah. know right away that it probably was not going to go anywhere, but he texted me like I was kind of unsure. So I like kind of kept texting him, but it was a two month period yeah. where he texted me and I thought he would get the hint. <laughs> and then I went, it, I let it go on too long. And I had to tell him literally two months later after not seeing him one more time that I was not interested. So sometimes it's like you want a ghost to be nice and it just ends up backfiring. And yeah. especially if someone does not get the hint for that long. Yeah. So no, dating I, is weird. It is weird. And on that note, is this the end? This is. I feel very like we need like a end. fact or something. A factoid. Like, um, let me see what my factoid will be. Fact. There are a ton of really awesome people out there. But that does not necessarily mean that they are for you. That's the the fact of the matter. Are you? Is this for me directly or for no? It's a fact. This is a fact that I've learned. Oh, I've learned okay. That I, I felt. Learned. I what, thought. What's your factoid? My fact is there are a really a lot of really terrible people <laughs> out there, <laughs> and not necessarily all of them are for you. Yeah. That's just life. That's what it is. So, if you have any input or stories, or dates, or you're now married to them, you can email me, philgbrandstorm at gmail.com. Or megangator at gmail.com. That's Megan with an H and gay with a gay T-E-R. And I like the Venmo thing you did last time. Oh yeah, Venmo us. Yeah, Venmo. My Venmo name is, I'm going to spell this out this time to make sure you get it right. It is Megan-Gator, M-E-G-H-A-N-G-A-Y-T-E-R. Send us a buck or two. Why not? Like, why not try it? If you don't want to, I, you can request a dollar from me. I'll probably send it because I think it's funny. But maybe just send us some money if you like us. Just a tip, 50 cents. That's all we ask. Yeah. All right. Good luck with your interviews.